This is Tim Mason. And I'm Mark Blood. And welcome to episode six of Blood, Sweat, and Tim. Live from Crystal Pick Studios in Fairport, New York, it's another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Tim with your hosts, Mark Blood and Tim Mason. Mark, I am really excited. Quick trivia question for you today. What, what's that question, Tim? Who is the only Super Bowl champion from Rochester, New York? Gee, Tim, I don't know. He might be staring you in the eye right now. That is Mr. Roland Williams in the studio. We are very excited today to have Roland Williams with us from the Champion Academy. Um, Roland uh, very generously agreed to come in and spend a little bit of time with us on one of our not-for-profit segments for Blood, Sweat, and Tim. And uh, so we're going to spend a little time with Roland today, and he's going to give us some background on uh, the achievements, uh, the mission, the message of Champion Academy. Roland, thanks for being with us. I'm glad to be here, gang. Awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Champion Academy? Uh, you were giving us a little background before. That's awesome. I will. I, you know, uh, being a Rochester guy, uh, growing up, uh, born on Genesee Street, going through poverty and all the challenges I've been through. Now that I look backwards, I realize that there's a whole lot more students like me that need our help. Rochester right now is at the top of a whole lot of negative statistic lines, and things are getting worse. And I live in Los Angeles now. Top 10 community in terms of poverty, Roland. In poverty, uh, in violence, and dropout rates, uh, it, is, it is getting worse, worse, worse. Um, I live in Los Angeles now, raising three sons of my own, a ninth grader, sixth grader, first grader. Love my boys. They play football? They do. Two of them. My first grader, he's still trying to figure it out. And uh, I got to the point in retirement and life after football, I've been so offended and so mortified by what's happening. I decided that I'm tired of being sick and tired. It's time to do something. So two years ago, um, I pulled together all my resources, all my ideas, and thought, what would a business person do if you had to solve the problem and the gun was to my head and I had to solve it or else all my family members would be harmed? What would I come up with? And it was the Champion Academy Extreme Mentoring and Empowerment Initiative. And so this program is outside the box. It's innovative. It's edgy. It's doing what really needs to be done to help our teens turn their lives towards one to be a successful citizen. And in the last two years, our outcomes have been tops in the country with this demographic. We've been taking kids from 0.5s to 3.0s, from 1.0s to 4.0s. And most importantly, changing attitudes towards how they see themselves, their family members, and their community as a whole. So if you, you obviously identified a need, and if you looked at that need, what would you, what would you summarize or what would you um, see as being the message, the, I'm sorry, the, the mission on how you guys fill the need that's out there for extreme mentoring, extreme mentorship uh, in, in, in this demographic? Am I okay to be honest here on the show? Yes, absolutely. All right. The reason why teens in poverty are having problems, why you see them uh, being disrespectful, rude, uh, not accomplishing their academic objectives. You might see them at uh, Liberty Pole Way or the Lilac Festival running amok. See them at the mall, and you're like, what in the hell are they doing? The reason is pretty simple. It's because parents are not doing their job. Now, I told you I have three sons. It is not the teacher's job. 
the police officers, social workers, or anybody else's job to make sure my sons are decent, respectable human beings. That is the job of the parents. But in the NFL, just because you got one position that's terrible doesn't mean you, you pack it up and you don't have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Other players got to get involved. Other players have to step up. Other players have to go outside of what their charter is to do more for the benefit of the team. Is, is that a that's that is a theme that you would think politicians would be talking about that that the <laughs> that, that that the role that the role of the family is the foundation behind it takes a village gro- gro- growing people yeah. and and growing them into into great citizens but you don't hear politicians talk about that but yet what you just said is a conversation that I have with my wife on a regular basis and that is it'll be very tough to fix many of these issues unless you have the family foundation underneath it that's exactly right you know, I, I've been saddened by the political arena and its ability to solve these issues, um, but I realize that they can't solve it. The public sector can't solve this stuff. It's going to take the private sector that has the heart and the ability to go mano a mano, door to door, fight to fight, helping with traumatic situation after traumatic situation, and literally go get your knees dirty and go in there and bang. That's how it happens. You need guys who are linemen, <laughs> who are not afraid to do the dirty work, and it's it's dirty and it's mean and it's nasty, but as long as we see the hole open, <laughs> we're all happy. So um, I I actually um, enjoy it, um, and it's it's just one of those things where I realize what I'm great at and what I'm not great at. So what I'm great at is doing the work. What I'm working on doing now is learning how to raise the funds. Right? You know, I, I realize that's a need, and I'm trying to find people who are interested in investing in something different. And so, so far, we've had some amazing individuals uh, step up and do some amazing things. We're launching a fundraising campaign now. Uh, Wanda Palacini, the Palacini Foundation, stepped up with a substantial gift. Uh, we've had the uh, William and Mildred Levine Foundation step up with our first seven-figure gift uh, to help this program go. And so we're just now getting started, man. We're going to change the game. Hey, Roland. I think people would remember you were in town years ago doing a football camp. Was yep. this born out of that or get a little bit more specific on how this all evolved? Yeah, well, well, my, my dad worked as a juvenile correctional officer for 38 years at Monroe County Children's Center in St. Joseph's Villa. So my earliest introduction to this space, why is Rose so passionate about it? Because I saw kids who were 16 years old who made, in two seconds, made a mistake that threw their whole lives away and heard my dad's stories night after night after night. Um, so... Our educational football camp was a start. I was in my 20s. I had only a limited time in the offseason, so I wanted to do something amazing, and that set the stage. In three days, we were accomplishing some great, amazing outcomes for uh, it's been thousands of kids now. We actually have kids that, that went on. used to be over at East High, right? Over at East High. I did a U, U of R for a while, and we got kids that went on to play in the, in the NFL, guys getting college degrees, guys are managers. It was great. So I realized the truth is that two days isn't enough. If you really want to have real impact, you know, you got to spend time and make sure you know that you love them and that you're there for them and day in and day out. So the Champion Academy starts with us engaging students at 6.15 a.m. every day with a message from me of encouragement to help them with their mind and spirit, right? It includes guys who might be unsavory or unemployable in other places, but for us, they're the exact guys we need to work with this demographic. We call them accountability coaches. I call them the enforcers. You need them. And, and they'll show up to the bus stop, they'll show up to the school, they'll show up after school, show up to the job, show up wherever, 
and make sure we remind them of why they're in this program to fight for their future despite all odds. So we take them on trips and field trips and we do things and I pour into them. But I think at the end of the night, it's about the principles of what makes a good parent. We all, we all know this, the principles that we got growing up, unconditional love, even when you're stupid sometimes, which we all were at our teenage years. Consistency. You, you got to be around. You, you can't be around. You got to be around, and they have to know it. They have to be conscious you're going to be around. And last but not least, which is the most critical one, which I hope people take away and understand, you have to be strategic with your accountability. It is not one size fit all based off their zip code or the pale color of their skin. So, so if I was somebody who um, enrolled in your program um, and I was woken up at 6.15 and my day started, what, what might my day look like when it started? <laughs> well, well we're, we're in the summer and we're in during the school year program. And so to get in our program, you actually have to be uh, recommended by someone, your principal or someone from your school or a police officer. You have to be recommended. You can't sort of enroll. You have to have certain... Uh, barriers, you know, that, that's, that's just your, as an aside, is this hundred percent funded by your donations or does uh, somebody have any accountability financially? No, it's free, into free for participants. Yeah. Of monetarily, all it costs is their, their focus, their effort, their discipline is what we need from them. Right. So, um, it, it, it's something that's great. So, so during the school day, your job is just to go do what you do. We're just a positive support system, like a parent. You know how it was when your dad To says, make sure I did my homework. Have a good day at school. I mean, you know what the expectation is, right? There's not too much need to be said. It's a day of school. And if you get out of line, if you're <laughs> being stupid, you need somebody to go speak to you and help you. And sometimes it requires a little bit of punishment or it might be communication that might be deemed aggressive. It might require a whole lot of activities that I won't say on this podcast. That's why it's extreme mentoring. <laughs> but trust me, it doesn't hurt them. They some of it. the people would say, Roland, though, that, you know, you shouldn't take the place of their parents. I mean, I'm sure there's people who said, look, I'm the mom, I'm the dad, it's my kid, I'm going to do what I think is right. Well, what do you go, because well, there's well, an accountability point. is so important. That's a good point. Um, not our parents, because our parents are the ones that clearly, for you to be recommended by a principal as a student that's in desperate need of extreme mentoring, that means that clearly there's some pain. But what I found is, this is the part that people should know, most parents... Most of our parents actually do love their kids, and they do want them to be successful. But when you hear stories like, Ro, I got five kids, I work full-time, and I'm still just above the poverty line. My, my husband, he's locked up. I'm trying to raise him, but it's tough. He's in the middle. He's getting lost in the sauce. They don't listen. They're aggressive. They're bigger than me. I got grandmothers raising children. Mom and dad's not around. You know what I mean? Like, they're really doing their best. They're like, I'm doing my best. I don't know what to tell him. There's nobody to tell him to sit down. So this isn't down. about parents who've abandoned their kids. They're no. actually doing this because they love their kids. A majority of our parents are actually, they actually care. Or they're like, I'm dealing with my own personal issues. My husband is beating the hell out of me. I'm ashamed to be around them. Like, it's so many real issues that they're faced with. Like, I'm working two shifts, bro, to try to make ends meet. When am I supposed to go home? What do you expect me to do? You know what I mean? And so we got parents who like, I have lupus. You know, my mom has lupus, so I understand. I have lupus and I work a job <laughs> and I got three kids. I have no car. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And so the negative elements, the drug dealers, the gang members, they're, they're alive and well in Rochester. 
they're, they're, they're smart, they're resourceful, they recruit, they're savvy, they got swag. And then we come with, you know, feel nice programs that should feel nice today. And so that model is not working. And so we're trying to throw something new in the arena. So, so if you, if you threw out kind of an example of a success, I mean, oft, oftentimes when uh, we talk about um, not-for-profits, we ask them the question of, oh, what's one of, what's one of your most shining successes that you've had? And I, I, I think sometimes that's overplayed. What's the, um, I guess I would say median success that you have. What, what can, what can people uh, expect. expect and, and, you, you and see, what's for real? Okay. I think that we have individuals, I, I gave you guys this thing that shows you some of our transformations. Current students are currently in school, like Malik going from a 1.92 to a 3.29 or Nishan, who we started out, he was a 1.24. He just graduated a couple months ago at a 3.72 honor student. But I think the biggest thing that we do at the Champion Academy is taking the kids, because if you go back and say, who are the kids that are mostly getting the teenage pregnancy, the crime, the ones who get locked up, the ones who go out and have produced the most kids, the ones who are the ones who cause the problems. A lot of times it's not the students who are just F students. It's the ones who are between D and C minus and that's the world that you got to fight for those students. They're not bad enough that they're on the radar of about to fail today. You know they have potential. But they have potential but hasn't. So so we we take that large middle population and get them to be you don't have to be a role scholar. I expect a 4.0 if you can't do it, but I just want you to be a positive productive citizen. Like that's that's the thing. That's the lane that we're in, right? Well, we find we find in in our world. I mean, I'm in the professional services world that there's a lot of B and B plus students that are extraordinarily successful. They're not Rhodes scholars. They're not people that are going to, you know, find a cure for cancer. But you got them to a level where they were on enough of a platform that they could find success. That's that's what we want to do at the Champion Academy. You just summed it up, man. Get them on the path. I mean, so you got heart and hustle. And you can you can help them from there, right? And that's what Larry Bird used to say: "I'll take heart and hustle every day." Yeah, absolutely. So, so in terms of of fundraising, mm-hmm. none of this. I mean, obviously, the services that you're providing are free, but none of it's free to you. No, um, they, they, these things cost money. They <laughs> they require resources. How how do you find it? <laughs> um, I have been spending a lot of time because I'm the fundraiser going to places like, uh, you know, Char, I don't know, wherever I meet people <laughs> to just hang out literally. And I've been going just mano y mano. Uh, there's been some great guys I've met like uh, the Pat Burks of the world and the Tom Bonadios of the world, uh, people who have uh, stepped up, uh, Ledestri. I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. Uh, Joel's um, Seligman has stepped up from University of Rochester this past year, and we have a great partnership with the U of R. Very grateful um, for all the support that we've received. The city stepped up um, after starting out slow. Uh, now we got the city support and the Mayor Warren I'm grateful for. Um, but it's really about just us pounding the pavement and getting people who care. So our, our strategy is simple. Um, it costs about a year to sponsor a student. It's about $5,000. So I'm on a campaign now uh, with iHeartRadio. Is for every donor that sponsors, you know, increment of $5,000, they give that much in free radio. 
uh, for that potential client. So I'm trying to just pound the pavement, nothing fancy. Again, the Policini Foundation stepped up for us, amazing. And the William and Mildred Levine Foundation, great. Our first seven-figure gift. So literally, I'm just pounding the pavement, bro, one step at a time. What about time and talent? I mean, you know, you have a lot of these small business owners might be listening to this. What can they do that's you, not about money? Boy, you just talked about the most exciting thing we got yet. It's called the Power of One Volunteer Campaign, gang. The Power of One. Now, I made this up because I heard just that. People saying, big row. You know, I might not have big dollars, but I do have time. I got employees who would give their time. And I feel like I can't relate to this demographic. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm from the suburbs. I don't look like them. I, what the heck can I do? And I said, if I came up with a solution, would you participate? We're kicking this off right now during the football season. The power of one is four ways you can give that are one hour or less to make a big difference at the Champion Academy. What are the four things you may ask? Well, what are the four things? All right. The first one is called the champion welcome. You see, our kids, uh, 99% of our students have experienced some form of trauma in their lives. Uh, when you have trauma, it makes you uh, less apt to communicate, makes you skittish in school, and all these lists goes on and on. One of the things that counteracts trauma is love. The champion welcome is where individuals come and literally just stand in a line. And Group we, hug? And we cheer them on when they show up to the program. We like, hey, hey, man, we glad you're here, man. Hey, glad you're here. Thanks for coming to change your life. Woohoo! We cheer them on. And in our surveys, they love that the most. Random love. Random love, high fives, and cheering. You see this picture over here with my buddy, Dr. Schwartz, and you see Pat Burke and all doing the champion welcome up top over there. That that's, my, that's my friend, Ken Price. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. Also, our logistics. You know, we're a small group. Uh, you know, we have a small staff. Um, I'm the CEO, the volunteer CEO, but we uh, need help with our setup and our food and our logistics stuff before and after. Quick hour, help us set up our signs and make things go. Uh, we go into the schools and we do a thing called the classroom checkup. Our students, when they're in class, it's always good to just have another positive someone around to help them because inside of the classrooms, if you've never been inside one in a tough school, it's a mess. For that one, you just literally go into the school, you say hello to the student, hi, I'm from the Champion Academy, you sit in the back of the class and you just observe. That's it. You check off a little checklist, they try to compete for their future, and at the end, you say, Hope your class was great. And that's it. This one has a lot of impact because when you were in high school, would you work a little harder if someone was in the back seat, <laughs> in the back of the class? Absolutely, yep. Would the other kids, I don't know if you're like the DA's uncle or something? Would well, they... I, I, I figuratively had my parents <laughs> sitting in the back of the class, and if I didn't bring home the goods, I was going to hear about it. It, it helps. I right? literally had my father since he was superintendent That's because he of was the principal. Oh, my gosh. That's great. And our last item, I'm sorry, our last item for the power of one, it's called student networking. So literally you show up, uh, we have a thing five days five days out of the month. You spend an hour actually just helping them. They practice shaking hands, introducing themselves. Uh, you play board games with them. Anything to help them learn how to dialogue with someone that's not from where they're from. So Roland, where can people sign up for the power of one? Is there a website? Of course there is. You can go to our website. It's championacademyrock.org, championacademyroc.org. You sign up. It takes all of 20 seconds to sign up. It's great. It's easy. We love you. And we're looking to get as many amazing people as we can on the team. 
Are there is there more than just Champion Academy Rochester? I mean, where are there other communities, or is this kind of your the, pilot? This is the pilot. This is where we're going to build this thing. This is this is like that movie, The Founder. Remember The Founder? How they made the one system. I'm the Ray Kroc of mentoring. Okay, we are building something that's going to be amazing, and I think that Rochester needs this, but so do a lot of other communities. So my personal focus is only Rochester. That's enough for me. But there's a lot of other individuals that will take this thing and 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 grow and expand. And, so I'm and, sure you're thinking down the road because I can already tell you're the serial entrepreneur here trying to figure out not only ways to help, but uh, uh, your business background is is uh, really critical in this. Um, two questions. One, you know, what is this thing both from a business standpoint and from a uh, community standpoint look like in five years? Well, from a community standpoint. I think that we need to come up with solutions to solve some of the economic challenges that at-risk teens provide. And when you start doing the numbers and you see how much it costs to incarcerate a teen every year, which is in the upwards of $70,000 and some estimates as high as 300-something thousand hard cost to taxpayers versus a program like this, which is 5000 a year. <laughs> we need these type of programs to help change some of the harsh realities of the, 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 the irritating uh, employment pool, <laughs> uh, individuals who can't even do the basic fundamental jobs. Are you um, guys part of the United Way or anything like that? Can uh, people yes, donor designate yes, that and yes, all those Yes, absolutely. We, actually, this program is a subsidiary of NEED, Northeast Area Development, a uh, great small organization. This, this is just intended to be in addition to. So we partner with the Rochester Area Community Foundation. Uh, that's where... All our funds are held. We don't have a checking account. So the Rochester Area Community Foundation has the Champion Academy Fund there. They're your and, steward. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Northeast Area Development, uh, It's I think it's number 555 or something on United Way. They actually do some of our actually paying the bills. So I love this stuff, man. It's, it's exciting. It's fun. It brings me great energy. Well, congratulations uh, on your success as a professional athlete, but now most importantly, your success with the Champion Academy. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. From Mark Blood and Tim Mason, thanks for listening to this edition of Blood, Sweat, and Tim. We hope you'll keep putting your blood, sweat, and tears into your business and that you'll join us for our next BST podcast. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to Blood, Sweat, and Tim on your favorite podcast app.